Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of season two of the Brand Girl Talks, an Artie Joey podcast. This season's called In the Shoes Of, and basically I'm going to be talking to people who I think do really cool stuff. So this episode, I'm going to be talking to one of my online mates, Harriet Minns, and she's a creative directive student at university. And I think what she's currently learning and what she's currently working towards in the future is super interesting. And I hope you find it interesting too. Honestly, in this episode, I learned so much more about the creative industry. And we also did some cool stuff like some BuzzFeed quizzes at the end and the Am I the A-hole subreddit that we did last time as well. So I hope you enjoy that. Just a bit of fun at the end. But yeah, I don't want to talk too much about this. Let's just get on with the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to a Brian Girl Talks, an Artsy Joe podcast. It's season two. We're already on episode two of season two. And this season's called In the Shoes Of, where I interview people who do cool things. And today we've got Harriet Minns. Do you want to introduce yourself and what you do and stuff? Yeah, so I'm Harriet and I'm 20 years old and I'm a creative direction student at the London College of Fashion. I wanted to start off with kind of what you want to do in the future with what you're doing in university and what you do at university at the moment. Yeah, so I study creative direction for fashion. So it's mostly fashion focused, but there's a lot of sort of leeway with it, I guess. Um, it's photography, it's directing, styling, set design. It's a lot of different things. And that's what really drew me to do this course. And because in the future, I do want to do creative direction in a company that work with musicians and artists I really want to work in the music industry yeah I love I love the music industry I'm really interested in that so I'd like to do more directing and photography in that industry and I think that the course I'm doing it really does cover a lot of that kind of stuff we with even though it's mostly fashion it's all the same things really you come up with a mood board you style the shoot you'll design the set, you'll take the photos, and then you'll evaluate it, see how it goes, what went well, what went wrong, what we can improve on, and really just like learning a lot about my own creativity as well, I think. It's super important and I think even though we're in really strange times right now and art school is really not the same online, I think that's what art school is all about, learning about your own creativity. That's so cool. That would definitely be so fun to do at university. What kind of classes do you have and like what kind of, because obviously at the moment everything's online so it must be a bit strange, but what kind of like weekly classes do you take? Yeah, so it is really strange at the moment because it is mostly online. Last term, which is my my first term we had one class every week that was real life so that was really good because we got to go into college and uh, meet people and we'd have sort of face-to-face tutor interaction but this time we don't have that because of lockdown three so I've got no real life classes till further notice which isn't very much fun to be honest but at the same time the online classes they they're they're not the best but they're I know that my uni's doing their best and sometimes they're quite enjoyable so the first module I did was introduction to fashion communication and that was all just learning about the fashion industry learning about communications and a lot of it was focused around COVID actually and social change and environmental change a lot of things like we saw a lot of in the news last year so that was really good for sort of like a bit of context and now we're mostly doing like visual design communication design all the these sorts of things so just like looking at the things we see around us sort of picking them apart and seeing how we can put that and include that in our own work that's really what we're focusing on at the moment and yeah a lot of what we're doing is about social issues as well which I think is also really important because if you're going to work in the creative industry or do anything creative it is good to know those things it's good to know what the the environmental implications of your work are it's good to know if you're making a statement with your work and what that's all about and the implications of that and where that comes from and what is that good or is it bad like there's a little bit of a debate about that whether you should be getting involved in sort of political debates if you're a creative or at the end of the day are you just an artist and that's it so we're having all those sort of discussions at the moment in classes and it's it's really good I think it's really important yeah that seems really cool because especially like because of all the climate stuff and environmental stuff that that's a really good idea 
Yeah. So do you think it's worth it going to uni at the moment for online classes or do you recommend like waiting a bit or do you think it's like actually really helpful at the moment what they're doing because obviously they are doing the best that they can. Yeah this is the thing I'd say I think it's different for everyone. For me personally I was working in a shop before I started at uni and my shop closed during the first lockdown and I was furloughed so I didn't have anything to do and for me now having my classes it's such a good distraction it's something for me to focus on but at the same time I think I can't speak for everyone and it's really different for people and it is really difficult to learn online some people are in accommodation at uni I'm really I'm quite lucky that I live at home and I can see my family I can walk around an area that I know but I can't imagine how difficult it is for some students where they're sort of locked in their own flats with people they don't know when they're going to lockdown I can imagine it's so isolating so I think it really does depend on the person you know and some people do learn really well online I'm kind of glad that I've not got to go into London every day because I think it's like half an hour on the train and then I have to take the tube across to the other side of the city so sometimes it can feel a bit of a trek and I don't know if I'd want to do that every single day so sometimes it's a bit of a relief to sort of wake up and watch my lecture from my bed which I shouldn't be doing (laughs) it's not good but yeah I think it's it's completely different for everyone and it is really unfair for students at the moment we're not getting what we're paying for but I think yeah if people really are motivated to learn and if their situation will allow it for them then I'd I'd definitely recommend going to uni because for me it's like quite a nice distraction at the moment it is difficult if you're not if you're sort of wanting to take a gap year or something at the moment because you can't there's not much you can do you can't really travel it's it's hard to find jobs so it is good to have a nice distraction to learn yeah but at the same time everyone is different so if anyone is listen like please don't make a decision based on what I've said no it's all good I, I think that's really good advice do you want to talk about a little bit how you got into uni like the kind of portfolio that you had to create the A-levels that you took and you took a gap year didn't you so you could talk a bit about that. Yes I'll give you a little bit of background. I finished school in 2018. My A-levels were history, psychology and media studies so they weren't all creative subjects. I didn't take art or anything but when I was at school I really really enjoyed media studies. We had to take our own photos for a piece of coursework that was a magazine cover and some magazine like a double page spread and some images and at first when my teacher said we had to take our own photos it's like oh no I'm terrible at that but actually when I started doing that and like taking the photos and doing shoots and styling them myself and then putting everything together in like a magazine layout choosing the colors the fonts the designs everything I really found that like I, I enjoyed it and I was good at it well the, looking back now I'm like oh that's rubbish but it's it's something that you learn but I really enjoyed that however when it came to choosing university I I didn't have a clue I had some guidance from my school but at the same time I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do so it's kind of difficult to guide me and in the end on results day I declined all my offers and I went through clearing and I picked a university in five or ten minutes I really I I don't think I was in the right frame of mind because I just I think I just panicked and I went to Royal Holloway and I did liberal arts so it's like the American degree where you have a major so you do a lot of classes and different things and then you choose like your major at the end so I was there and I was living there and I was unhappy with living there I didn't really like not so much being away from home but the place itself was quite isolating I hadn't looked at it before I went I just chose it in five minutes which is such a silly decision that works for some people the last minute decision not for me but I didn't really wasn't really happy in the place and the course was doing nothing for me and I realized that when I was sort of sat in my kitchen with my flatmates and they were writing essays and I was sticking pictures onto a mood board for a project I was going to shoot that had nothing to do with the degree I was doing and I was ignoring the essays I had due so I think around February of first year I realized yeah I I, this is not right for me I'm really unhappy so I actually dropped out of that uni and for a while there was a little bit of time where I just really wasn't sure but 
at the same time I took some time after that I moved back home and I just took some time to think about what I want because I'd been in education so long I've been doing academic stuff for so long I wasn't sure what I wanted so I, I took some time came back home and then I started looking at doing a creative degree I found this course creative direction for fashion and well, I called them up because I, w- I wasn't sure if they would let me apply for 2019 entry. I called them up and they said it was full. So I was like, okay, I've got a whole year. I can work on a portfolio and I can apply for 2020 entry. And at that time, which was February 2019, September 2020 seemed like a lifetime away. Yeah, yeah. Really, it really did. But um, obviously I couldn't predict all the, the chaos of last year, but it just seems to have gone so quickly. So it really wasn't too bad having that that gap year um, and I think I did some some fun things in that time as well I traveled a little bit I, I'm really not the sort of I'm not a backpacking type and I'm not a sort of like a long haul trip type person I know a couple of people that have gone like traveling around Southeast Asia they've like gone backpacking they've gone to the rainforest and stuff but I'm really not that sort of person and that's that's sort of the stereotype for the quote-unquote gap year but wasn't really for me so I went on a couple of trips I went to Paris, Amsterdam, Stockholm and Belfast just um, mostly to see friends I did shoot a project in Paris I was really proud of and I think that was the main the main piece for my portfolio because I didn't I did media at school I didn't do art or anything so I didn't have a massive portfolio to apply with and I know that a lot of people do struggle with that when they're applying because especially if they haven't gone to sort of a specialist college and done art and media and photography it's difficult to try and put stuff together when you don't have that much guidance so for me it was just reaching out to people mostly on social media emailing a lot a lot of people that I wanted to work with like I send so many emails never expect any replies and I only got a couple but emailing a load of people reaching out to people on social media like saying like I'm applying to uni I'm working on this I really want to do a photo shoot with you here's my mood board here's my ideas let me know what you think and sometimes people replied sometimes they didn't sometimes they didn't want to do it which was fine and yeah I just carried on like that to be honest and the more I worked with people the better I got well in my eyes anyway I could see myself improving and really learning so by the time it was sort of time to put my portfolio together around December 2019 I was applying I actually had like a kind of a wide variety of some work that I'd done I put a lot of different things in there some stuff was just random collages I've made from magazines I had to really show that I was interested in a lot of different areas not just photography because the degree I was applying for was creative direction it wasn't photography so what I really had to show them was that I I can think creatively and I can use that in my work so yeah I did a lot of stuff for the portfolio um photo shoots the video shoot as well which was like it's like my baby it's my favorite thing that I've I've done so and then I had like mood boards as well the stuff that I'd put towards that so I managed to build a portfolio and I I was really happy with it when it came to interview time. But yeah, that's how I kind of got into it, I suppose. Yeah, that's actually really good because like it's quite nice to hear how at the beginning you probably were like quite confident about it, but then like slowly you became like better and better and that's that's really encouraging. That's quite nice. So at the moment, what kind of products are you doing? So right now it's kind of difficult to do anything, obviously, because we can't yeah. really go outside. I don't know when this episode is going to go up, but it's like the 10th of January right now. So we're in lockdown three and it is difficult because especially at uni we can't use the studios we can't really go out and shoot anything so most of my creative work that I've done last term has all been from my bedroom it's challenging actually I'd say rather than difficult but it's it's challenging in a good way I suppose because you find yourself in your both in your comfort zone by being in your bedroom and a space that you know well and you do your classes from but at the same time it's out of your comfort zone because you're thinking I have 45 minutes to design and style and then shoot photos of myself and then I have to edit them and present them in my class and that is actually a real project that we had to do in 45 minutes on like a zoom it was crazy but yeah I'd say at the same time it's very out of your comfort zone for me at least because you know it's something I haven't done and it's being given a brief and a theme and you have to meet that and you have to use what's around you I think it's definitely made me a little bit more resourceful a little bit more creative um, so I'm really enjoying that in, in a weird way 
like I shouldn't be enjoying it because it's it's not what we're supposed to be doing but I am enjoying it I think it's a very unique experience and we're mostly doing that right now and a lot of sort of online research um, I wish I was doing more creative things right now because there's a lot of people I want to work with a lot of friends who I want would like to shoot with a lot of styling I'd want to do especially like the more I'm learning at fashion school and the more I learn about the industry the more ideas I have and I think I really want to go out and do this but it's really limiting right now so that's that's kind of tough but yeah doing a lot of work from my bedroom taking photos of things through a glass of water seeing the effect of that just sort of really testing our own creativity like from home is sort of the main thing we're doing right now I'd say. Yeah that's quite good though because it's teaching you how to like use the like basic minimal resources that you have which is like good so like when you go more into the industry and stuff and you have more access it's going to be like I think it'll be easier for you which is hopefully going to happen. I hope so I might we might just all feel a little bit overwhelmed when things sort of back to normal like oh there's there's so much I could do I don't know where to start yeah I, I think it could it could go the other way as well where it's like this is amazing. I can do this. I can do this. I've got so many ideas, you know, because I think I've spoken to a lot of people who are doing my course or are doing other courses at art school. Um, a lot of us are saying the same. It's really hard to stay creative and inspired and motivated when essentially you're living the same day every day. Exactly, so um, yeah. it's, it's definitely a challenge. But at the same time, I think maybe when things resume and life resumes, it's going to be a lot easier to be able to find resources, find, have ideas, create things, come up with concepts, because it's going to be like the whole, whole world is just going to unfold in front of our eyes, I guess. Like it's going to be so much more open. So yeah, I'm really hoping that that's the case. Yeah, hopefully. I, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll do great when that does happen. Because like, oh, thank you. You too. so in the future, what kind of creative things, I don't know, that do you want to do in the future? Like, are there any like specific people you want to work with or specific kind of projects that you want to do? Yeah, so I'm really enjoying my degree at the moment. And as much as I really am interested in fashion, I love clothes, I love buying clothes, wearing clothes, styling other people, looking at other people wearing clothes do you know what I mean yeah no I get it yeah (laughs) into sort of um fashion but I don't want to work in the fashion industry and I know that going into this course and I don't think my mind's going to change while I'm doing it It might do I might come back to this and completely change my mind but yeah I would like to work in the music industry I've always loved watching music videos I love when you listen to a song just think this album cover is gorgeous I wish it was my photo I wish I'd done the design all that sort of stuff so I'd really like to do that and there's a couple of companies popping up here and there that are like sort of creative direction companies so um like an artist will go to them with music and they'll do all the creative they'll do the photography for them they'll design their merchandise they'll design their tour posters they'll shoot their music videos and I'd really love to work in one of those sort of in-house companies and just because a lot of them they're really flexible and they really allow you to sort of develop your own skills try new things um like we'll put you on a project and say why don't you shoot this or why don't you go and direct this even if you you come into it as a photographer they'll like let you have that freedom and exploration so I'd really love to work for one of those companies and as much as sort of specific things I'd like to do that's what I see myself doing for like once I leave uni and for at least the next 10 years after that I've really seen myself like working in the music industry after that I've got no idea because I think that with an arts degree specifically the one I'm doing you can really do anything like there's people in my course who want to work in advertising there's people who want to work in film like it's not just fashion that I'm doing so I feel like it's just so much freedom of what I could do afterwards but that is what I want to do for now. I really like what indie labels are doing at the moment for like creative projects and stuff because you can really see the artists coming through and the thing and it's not so like manufactured it's creative and especially with indie artists so I think I think you'll do great at that. I completely agree with you I think at the moment in the industry we're seeing a lot of originality like I think what I've seen the past couple years I know this was a thing before but the past couple of years I've been seeing it coming up people releasing singles and albums sort of when they want with no limitations and also this is a main thing I've seen is just no words on the album cover yeah because 
obviously in the like streaming era you don't sort of once you've searched for the name and it everything you don't need to keep looking at the album cover to see who it is and we're seeing so much more creativity in that as well because I think people are thinking well, I don't have to put my name on this I don't have to put the the song name the album name and I really like that because it just a lot of the time you can take a photo and think this is an album cover I really like that as like especially what you're saying about indie artists I think there's a lot more freedom of expression with that and yeah I like seeing that coming through. I know you can't really like answer this because it's someone else's art but like is there anything anyone's ever shot or like created that you were like I wish I did that that is just a masterpiece. Oh there's there's so many there are really so many I talk about this a lot I it's definitely like sort of like you can say it's my catchphrase that when I see something I love I just think I wish I worked on that I wish I took that photo Um, it's it's so it's so like when you're a creative you always sort of look at work that you love if it's your sort of aesthetic if it's shot the way you like to if that person influences your own work then you'll definitely look at it and think I wish that was mine I think um, one of my biggest inspirations is Nicole Nodland and she shot Lana Del Rey's Born to Die album cover um, which I love and she also worked a lot with Dua Lipa in 2016-17 time and a lot of that work I look at and I think I wish that was mine I just think it's gorgeous I also love Grace Pickering she's a really great photographer I think she's from Manchester and I really really love her work um, there's a photo that she took of Sam Smith and Calvin Harris and it's the two of them just sitting on a rooftop with the sky behind them and it's just such a gorgeous photo. And every time I look at it, I just think, I wish this was my work. It's so beautiful. She's really talented. And yeah, I think it's mostly that sort of work that I just look at. And I just think this is gorgeous, especially if there's great styling, a good composition. Because I know there's so many different styles of photography as well. And some people are really into certain aesthetics. Like I see a lot of sort of TikTok photography has really become popular, like where they stop people in the street and then like, um oh, or have, yeah. random, have like a random prop as well like do you know what I mean they'll have like some fairy lights in their hands or they'll have yeah. like a torch or some leaves that they'll sprinkle and I think that's great it's so creative it's not my style personally but I love seeing it and I love seeing like what they're shooting and then how the photos turn out but I think there's so many different styles of photography that a lot of the time when I find a style that I like I think oh, I just wish that was my work you know but I think that's good because it can it can help like motivate you for me at least anyway because before I've seen some work and thought I wish that was my work and then gone on to create something similar so not that it's like copying anyone in any way oh, no, but it's I just think taking like inspiration yeah a lot of people say that art is like um, like plagiarism is kind of essential in art because everything inspires everything so especially I do. nowadays it's quite hard to have like something that's completely original it's, it's just oh yeah so originality is kind of such a construct with art you know yeah. it's you can never really have it can never really be 100% original because all your creativity comes from your brain and stuff goes into your brain all the time like the the media you see on tv the world around you you know so I think yeah I, I completely agree with you with that but it is good to be inspired definitely um I find anyway I a lot of the time will share posts I'm interested in artists I love their work I'll just share it on my Instagram story because it's it's good to have inspiration honestly I think the best artist in like any art form like even just like music with sampling or like with art for or like photographers the best artists are the people who take inspiration from other art that they're really interested in and you can see how much passion they have in it that they're like really interested in this also interested in this and they like combine it and it just creates the most like amazing things I think yeah I completely agree with you I think a lot of the time I really enjoy like finding where people's inspiration comes from especially if it's really unexpected like you think I would never would have thought that that was inspired by this I never would have thought that this was sort of linked to that or that this person took an idea from that but I love when you find out stuff like that it's just it's so crazy and then sometimes I've been sort of watching something and I found out that like the film was actually inspired by like another film and the director was inspired by a film they saw when they were younger so then I'll go back and watch that film or I'll go and listen to the song that was sampled I'll go listen to the original you know I just think it's it just helps you learn as well yeah definitely like me being the music nerd I am I was looking at people that I find so inspiring nowadays and who they're inspired by and I was like really shocked because especially the people in like 
hip-hop nowadays like Brockhampton, Frank Ocean and like people like them they get inspired by a lot of like British grunge whilst the British grunge people get inspired by the hip-hop and it's just it's really fascinating how it just becomes like a loop of people just being inspired by each other it's really cool yeah so the next bit is I want to talk about I know like the industry nowadays is becoming a lot better and more diverse and more inclusive what do you think would be a good change for the better in the industry in most of the artistic industry at the moment that's a big it's a big question but I think um, no it's okay I think a lot more transparency to be honest about who brands are working with there was a designer recently I can't remember the name off the top of my head I'll have to go and look it up after but he did a fashion show where it was models walking through like a field it was a runway show and it was a field and the catwalk lineup it was so diverse like there were models from all different backgrounds all different genders and it was just really really good to see but then there was a photo afterwards of the designer and his team and like all of them were white so many of them were men and I just thought like I think there should be more transparency with brands with companies about sort of if what if they're really reflecting what they stand for you know and I had a couple of classes about this actually at school we had one about diversity like within the industry itself and the people working in the industry and not just how it looks from the outside and we had a panelist her name was I can't remember her name it was Tori something from Bricks magazine and she was saying that only 16% of the creative industry is working class and that's terrible that's not like reflecting the majority at all exactly like it's not reflecting the people that it's going out to and like most of the people in the UK anyway are working class so that really surprised me and I think it made me realize as well not that I didn't already realize but it just really brings to light that there's not that many opportunities for people who are working class or from like lower income backgrounds to get into the creative industries because a lot of it is sort of who you know not what you know and if you are a creative person you you'll probably have heard that saying so many times but I think more opportunities would be really really changed could really change the industry and for more transparency as well and for like people to say this is who we're working with you know rather than putting on a front of being this sort of diverse company and really all your team is just white mostly men you know so I think that that would be really good to have more opportunities for people from different backgrounds as well and also for people who are sort of a little bit higher up I guess in the industry to not be so afraid of change because we talked about this in class about how a lot of the people who are at the very top of the industry like say like a magazine editor or something they're going to want to work with the same like photographers that they know and then this photographer will say hey I know this stylist and they'll recommend them and there's a lot of people working in the same circles and even if you're only just starting out like don't be afraid to reach out to people you wouldn't normally and don't be afraid to if someone messages you wants to work with you obviously like be careful who you meet online but don't be afraid to like get out your comfort zone not just with your work but with who you're working with you know because you can meet some great people you can collaborate with some great people people and really learn a lot and it's it's really important I think for diversifying the industry yeah definitely like me personally I want to become a film and tv composer for music and I've noticed to become part of that the directors and the producers tend to pick the same people over and over again who tend to be the same you know like old white men and it's like it's a bit discouraging but like recently we've been seeing a lot more diversity in the composers which I'm very happy about but still could be so much change and yeah no it's okay I was just gonna say I definitely agree with you there a lot of the time in so many industries it is just old white men and we know why that is it's a patriarchy it's it's just discrimination you know but I think because I'd like to do music video directing and when I see a music video I love I'm like straight to look up who directed it and I've seen I've noticed with myself that I when I see that it's a female director I'm excited because yeah exactly that I see that and like we've seen it with the Oscars as well like how few female directors how few female writers I think like in the history of the Oscars which is like 96 97 years there's only been 16 female writers ever yeah, not the the screenplay and that's across two categories and you think it's not a coincidence you know so I think really it's just people getting outside of their comfort zone no matter who you are if you're one of the like white men at the top of the industry or if you're like just starting out 
get out of your comfort zone with who you're working with don't just don't be afraid to work with new people yeah I definitely agree with that I feel like once again the people who create the best things are the people who do like so much they don't just stay in the same kind of like area they go on to do something that probably you wouldn't expect them to do but like it just creates so much more interesting content and yeah it's great we'll move on to a slightly lighter subject and I think we'll talk about if there was one bastion thing or one stylistic thing that you could bring back from any era what would it be and also if there was one thing that you hope never comes back again just stays where it was and just never shows up in the future what would it be? Oh, that is such that's such a good question because there is so much I could say. I think I've got one I've got one that I would never want to see again, which is Ugg boots. The sort of <laughs> the sort of classic Ugg boots that would have like as they they're quite comfy, I have to admit. I did have a pair of like fake Uggs when I was about thirteen. I think we all did. Yeah, they're just sort of so sort of judging around and I I'm I'm like wear what you want. But personally for me, I hated them. And as for bringing things back i know a lot of the time recently we've seen sort of early 2000s kind of revival y2k like kind of like baggy jeans and like little ditzy little tops lots of pink bright colors but i really would love to bring back the early 2010s i talk about it all the time i post about it on my instagram i've like done a tiktok about it and i know that a lot of people don't like it but i love it i love the sort of like the tiny tempo ray-ban sunglasses or like the yeah the classic like sort of like one direction like fan fiction kind of look where it's like some like ripped jeans with like a flannel shirt tied around the waist throw my hair into a messy bun like that kind of look I'd love that and I really I'd love to see the sort of swag era come back as unpopular as my opinion no no I know it's an unpopular opinion but I just think it was the coolest thing ever I just think that was such a time I also love like the 2014 tumblr I talk about this one all the time as well I've always posted about it until like bring it back bring it back and I hope it does come back because I've seen quite a few people on tiktok doing those kind of outfits last year even but like the sort of all black and white and very moody sort of pale grunge the tennis skirts I've seen that have made a comeback which I love because I really was really into that when I was younger they were so like tumbler a lot of denim jackets um, big chunky black heeled boots it was such a look so I'm really I'm hoping that they bring back the early 2010s just like the early 2000s have come back like give it a couple of years and and I'll be laughing <laughs> I don't Honestly, care. I think it's gonna come back because especially us two and everyone in our like generational group, that was like so nostalgic. Because every time I think back to them, I can like pinpoint specific memories I have with that like era. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Like, I do find it a bit cringy though. I feel like some points, like 2014 Tumblr is alright. I because like I quite like the black and white aesthetic, but I don't know. It's alright. I think it's just because I'm thinking about what I was doing then and how cringy I was and I'm like oh no absolutely I was the same if I actually look at photos of myself from like 2011 2012 I don't look anything like the outfits I'm idolizing like I said I always say this my absolute style icon is 2011 2012 Rita Ora I love everything she wears like the big gold chains the ripped jeans like the the snapback hats chunky trainers like it's just I just think she was so cool but when I look back at myself I was dressed nothing like that getting my mum to buy me clothes and I was not dressed very cool back then which I don't know maybe that's why I like it so much now but I hope it does come back because I hope I think it's so nostalgic and hopefully like a couple of people just will see that it's cool as well and start wearing it and then other people will think it's cool but I know right now it's, it's not popular it's not a popular opinion people hate the snapbacks and the galaxy leggings I just want to see it again I feel like they could work maybe I just find it so cringy I'm just thinking like, about myself back then I'm like oh. you hate it it's fine if you say you hate it it's fine but I just love it fair enough and this is a bit of a random question but like did you see yourself going into like any direction that was completely the opposite of what you're doing now in the future I'm not so sure I think I've, I'd love to do screenwriting I say all the time I'm going to write a sitcom um, and I still think I've, I'm definitely going to do that at some point I know it's not too different because it's still I think very it could be fun to to be like that would be really cool if you did like an artistic like sitcom yeah I, that would be cool I'd like to do that at some point but I always say I'd like to do it when I'm sort of like a dawn French person I'd like to do it when I'm a little bit older with a little bit more life experience but it doesn't stop me from writing down ideas for it now I'd also love to do like I'd love to write a coming of age movie I'm not 
like, I don't know if it would go anywhere. I think it, I'd be quite good at it, not to, not to hype myself up too much. I talk a lot about the things people go through in their teenage years and how everyone's like teenagers are so different. And a lot of the time when you watch films like that, you only see sort of one or two like perspectives. You only see like one or two like stories and you think that things have to be a certain way, but they don't. And a lot of those films are so samey, you know. So I'd really love to do something like that. But I think that's still so creative. I mean, I can't see myself ever doing anything that's that's not creative, to be honest. I just can't see myself doing it, like anything that doesn't involve me having ideas, working with other people about ideas and all those sorts of things. I just get so fed up and everyone's different, obviously, and people enjoy different things. But for me, I just think it's always it's always got to be creative. And even if I was doing something that wasn't, I'd always still be creating on the side. Yeah, honestly, saying that, I tried to imagine myself like working in an office job or something. And I was like, no, I can never do that. I have to do something where I'm creating because otherwise I'm going to go like mental. It's so good that you've you've realised that now as well, because for me, I was already I was like six months into a degree that wasn't creative and I was just doing my stuff on the side. And then I was like, why am I doing this on the side? This is what I want to do. I'm wasting time. So and it's like when you're at school. For me at least I felt like I was so encouraged to be academic and always told that creativity was just a hobby but when you when you leave school and you can like do whatever you want or you can go to uni and study something creative it's like the power's in my hands I'm in control and if I want to do something creative I should just do it you know rather than just doing it on the side I can like commit to it so yeah I think um, it is good that you you realize it and you're like aware of that now because you wouldn't want to work in an office if it's not for you yeah definitely I genuinely can't imagine not doing something creative I feel like you're the same with that as well yeah yeah I'm definitely the same I, my A-levels I didn't take photography I, I was thought about it I didn't take it I did drama at GCSE and I thought about taking that for A-level I kind of wish I could go back and do it again but at the same time I did enjoy what I was learning I did history and psychology as well as media so I did enjoy having those subjects, but I just, I don't think I would want to do like a history degree. I just think I would get bored. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, about currently like university or like the future? Um, I don't think so, to be honest. Like, I think you asked great questions. You've pretty much covered it. Thank you. Well, then we can move on to BuzzFeed quizzes. This is exciting. I know. I haven't done this before. I'll go for that one. Would you forgive your friends in these scenarios or cut them off? Oh, okay. I love a little bit of a drama one. I'll read it out to the audience. You notice that you and your best friend only speak when you are the one who reaches out. If you don't reach out, you'll go weeks without speaking. Are you cussing them off? Okay, so the answers are no people get busy, it's okay. I'd I'd cut them off, friend should share the effort. I'm not a bit, I'm not like big into cutting people off. I'd more like ask them what's going on. So I go for no, people get busy, it's okay. Yeah. And that was a 69% answer. Ooh. Oh my gosh, a third of people are cutting their friends off oh, not trying. not speaking to them. That's a bit needy. That's quite controversial. Yeah. Question two. Your friend asks to borrow some money and says that they'll give it back next week. Next week comes and they say they had an emergency and need to borrow more money. Three weeks go by and you haven't gotten any back. Are you cutting them off? Oh, I don't want to be mean, but I'm cutting them off. Yeah. <laughs> Said to me, like, um, I need the money or something. And like, yeah, that's that's fair enough. But like three weeks, it, obviously it's not it's not real and situ- situations are different. But I don't know. I don't know. If, if they keep, someone keeps asking for money and doesn't give it back and then ask for more. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that would be really... Only 38% said that though. Yeah. Okay. Question three. You and your significant other went through a pretty messy breakup. You then find out that your best friend has started seeing them a year after you broke up. Ooh, are you cutting them off? Oh, I'm cutting them off. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, if who? No. If they haven't told me. Yeah, the majority says that again. Oh, how people, how has someone said the other one was no, we broke up, they can have them? <gasps> no. <laughs> no, that would be so weird. Imagine going to like parties and stuff with your friends and then like you're you see them there. No. Oh, no. Okay, question four. You and your friend are talking about the news regarding the election. Oh, we're about to get political. 
You notice that oh, their political no, views yeah. have completely shifted since you became friends. You now see things totally different. Are you cutting them off? It depends because I think if it's polit- if it's like really, really bad views, yeah, I'm cutting them off. But if it's just like, hey, so what do you think about the economy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, like they should do this. And like, oh, they should do this. And like, okay, fair. But if it's like really bad, yeah, I'd cut them off. Yeah. I feel like if it's something where it's like actually hating someone, or like oh, a yeah. group of people like no problem cutting someone off for that yeah oh that's a, not the majority it's all like slightly bigger especially nowadays as well question five you're getting married and sent out invitations months ago a week before the wedding your friend texts you saying that they can no longer make it but are vague about why are you cutting them off oh i think i am well, i don't know i think obviously i'll go around there and i'll be like why aren't you coming i don't know i don't know i think um, it depends if it's like your best friend or if it's like a friend yeah because the answers for this are no everybody needs some quality alone time or i'd cut them off who cancels a week before a huge event if you need alone time Please don't make it. Yeah, don't do it during my wedding, thank you. Yeah, you know? So I cut them off, I think. That's not the majority anymore. Gosh, people, people, other people doing this quiz are crazy. Not yeah, us. or they're just trying to be, like, really nice. Yeah. Okay, question six. You were at home doing nothing on a Saturday night. You go on Instagram and see your friend hanging out with all... Oh, that, that's the worst of your other friends. This is the fourth time they've hung out. Oh, the four. Sorry, without inviting you. Are you cutting them off? I'm going to say no, because if it's happened so many times, this scenario, if it's like happened four times, after like twice, I think I just start organising things myself. So I'd be there. So I'm not going to cut people off for that, I don't think. So it, it would suck. But like at the same time, sometimes you just don't want to have everyone there. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, that's not the majority. Only oh, 70% of people said they'd cut them off. Honestly, I think I would. I've done that with people like that before. But that's not, it's not just because of like the party thing. It's like other things. If it's just the party thing, then I oh, feel yeah. like... If it's, just, if it's just that, then it might be like one thing. But if it's everything, yeah, I get you. Question seven. Whenever you and your friend hang out, they spend most of the time responding to texts from their significant other. You've spoken to them about how annoying it is, but they said you're just jealous because you're single. Are you cutting them off? I don't know. I think it's more less about the text and more about them going, oh, you're just jealous because you're single. But yeah, I think I think I would. No, I, I wouldn't cut them off for that. I'd just be angry. Yeah. Oh, people are cutting that. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm always picking the, the wrong, not the wrong one. I'm I agree with the, you on most of them, though. Like, yeah, sometimes like if you're out with someone and you get a text that you want to reply to it, that's fine. But uh, I think it's quite rude to be like, oh, you're just jealous. I wonder if they're like being kind of just petty and saying you're just jealous or it's like a joke, like <laughs> you're just jealous. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because people do joke about that. So maybe it's, I don't know. Question eight. You always have your friends back and comfort them when they're sad. But whenever you are sad, that was a weird way of, anyway, they're busy or don't have any comforting words for you. Are you cutting them off? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think I, I, think I might just fade out of their life. Um, <laughs> I don't like cut them off. But yeah, that, that sucks but then again if they're if they're sad themselves then they might not be in the right like mood to comfort people no i wouldn't cut them off i don't think well we're too we keep choosing the wrong the not majority yeah honestly i i don't think because like you never know if people are just like really awkward when someone's like down and you that just makes everything 10 times more awkward so i wouldn't cut them off question nine you always let your friend borrow your clothes whenever they ask the one time you ask to borrow their clothes, they say no and that they don't want you to ruin them. Are you cutting them off? Why do they think I'm going to ruin their clothes? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. If, I, if I've got a reputation of ruining clothes, then I get it. But if not, I'm cutting them off. Yeah, clothes are important to me. I'm cutting them off. Oh, it's 50-50. Oh. I feel like, because you don't know if it's, I don't know, it's something that great grandma passed down to them. Oh, then it probably, probably won't mind if they ruin it. <laughs> I don't know. Question 10. Your friend confides in you that they've been cheating on their significant other for five months. Ooh. Mm. Now, and they want you to help keep it under wraps since their partner is coming to town. Are you cutting them off? Yeah, I'm cutting them off. I'm, I'm yeah. not getting involved in that. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly as the thing says, no cheater would ever be my friend. Exactly. I, I want to help 
wouldn't want to help them cheat as well. How does, does that, that make, make me it? guilty too? I don't want to be in yeah, this. Exactly. Question 11. It's final exam time and your friend tells you that instead of studying, they went to a party last night. They ask if they can cheat off of you, but you say no because you don't want to get caught. They call you a fake friend. Are you cutting them off? Yeah, I'm cutting them off. They should have invited me. <laughs> I think it's a bit rude that they said that you're a fake friend. Yeah, especially if they've gone to a party and obviously we're not good enough friends that I would go to the party as well. Or if I said I was like studying or something and then they're now asking to cheat off me. I'm like, no, sorry. I, I should have come to the party or you should have studied. Otherwise, we're not friends. So yeah, exactly. Question 12. You spend weeks saving up enough money for your friend's birthday gift. When you give it to them, they say they love it, but then you find out they exchanged it for something else. Are you cutting them off? Oh, this is a tough one. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it depends how much thought and effort you put into the gift and like if you actually thought that they were going to like it. Yeah, I don't know because it's the fact that they said they love it and you probably think you feel really yeah. like having bought it for them and they've gone and exchanged it. Um, Yeah, I, I cut them off. We're only in the 17%. <gasps> oh no. Oh, I feel like especially if they like did it as soon as they got the present, if it's like a couple of years, they just never find the use for it. I kind of get that. If it was like a week after they give the present to someone else. Yeah, I get what you mean. If it was me and someone had bought me something, I was like, oh, I'm not really going to use this. I'm not going to exchange it. I'll just like hang on to it for a bit and see if I need to, if I need it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because you never know when something might come confused exactly it's at the end yep i think that's the end i think we'll do one more quiz yeah, one more, more fun one than that because i feel like that was a bit controversial yeah i feel like you should choose something where it gives you like what kind of cupcake you're yeah, at let's the do end this one. design a cruise and we'll reveal which word will match your 2021 vibe oh okay okay which of these do you like pick, pick a ship i like the one with the sunset in the background because it's not too it's not too showy is it oh wait there's more oh i don't like them either yeah i still like that sunset one okay so the people who are listening Harriet's choosing it's like a little sailing ship with a cute sunset in the back yeah it does it's not a showy offy in your face cruise yeah the rest are very like cruise cargo ships and then there's one of like a kayak yeah I'm sorry that's not a cruise is it (laughs) yeah I know neither is the um paddle it myself I'm not on holiday pick a first destination Oh, so they're so diverse. Italy, Florida, Alaska, Spain, Brazil, or Australia. I've got to say Brazil. I really, I'd love to go to Brazil. Yeah, it seems like really cool there and very colourful. I'd love that. Second destination, Mexico, Bahamas, Greece, Hawaii, Portugal, France. If I'm already in Brazil, it's like, I'll go to Hawaii because that's on the way, isn't it? So... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if, if it was like any, if it was random, then it's different. But cruise, length of cruise, three days, one week, two weeks, one month. Oh gosh, I think I have to go for a week. I think two weeks, I couldn't be on a boat for two weeks. A month, never. But three days, I can't see like all those places. Yeah, you'd probably take that long to get to that place. Exactly. Main course on your first night. Buffet, lobster dinner, steak, pasta, sushi, crab. Oh, it's got to be a buffet. And then you'd probably get everything else from the buffet too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Side, Caesar salad, French onion soup, broccoli and cheddar soup, calamari, fried pickles, bruschetta. Now, anyone who knows me loves, knows that I love a Caesar salad, so I have to go for Caesar salad. Yeah, cool. I could just eat it all day. <laughs> Which activity are you looking forward to most? Shedding at the pool, water slide, casino, escape escape room? They have escape oh, room. They have an escape room? That's so cool. Eating, napping. Well, I'm not going on holiday to nap. I think it's got to be the casino. If I could if I could win some money on my holiday, that'd be good. And I can't yeah. swim well, so I don't think the others would be very fun. What's another activity you're psyched for? Arcade, scuba dive, karaoke, watch a performance making new friends try water sport while docked oh see the picture for the watch a performance one it's like a theater i don't think they've got theaters on cruise ship yeah that's that's a very big theater but i think i want to go for that one but i can't swim so i can't i can't do scuba dive and i can't do water sports so yeah i do i do watch a performance finally who will you take best friend significant other siblings parents it's a class field trip no one i want to say no one I think it'd be so fun to just go on like a, a cruise by yourself and just do all the activities and just like explore. You yeah, know, you don't have to worry about like everyone else. Okay. Oh, you're gonna find love this year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, if I do, I'm not taking them on my cruise. <laughs> this is the last question. I wouldn't think it would be like love if you're going like yeah, no I one. Take you on your cruise. Maybe that's why it's telling me I'm gonna find love because I'm just like 
all by myself <laughs> well that's, that's that's good i feel like it could have been worse so yeah it could have yeah. been like 2020 oh gosh yeah that's the worst okay so this segment is where we go to the subreddit called am i the a-hole and basically people go there and ask questions about stuff that happened in their day-to-day life and someone disagreed with them and they're like was i the wrong person for doing this or was i just being normal and then people are like they just give them advice so we're going to be giving them advice even though they're probably not listening and yeah it, it's quite fun to do this because we can see different points of views or probably we're probably going to have the same kind of points <laughs> yeah okay so the first one we have is am i the a-hole for buying secondhand clothes when i can afford not to Bought secondhand in an attempt to be more environmentally friendly. Posted what I bought on Instagram and got called out by a girl from school claiming I'm privileged. Oh, we love people bringing up the privilege card. And taking away from those who can't afford to shop anywhere else. One of my New Year's resolutions was to buy more of my clothes secondhand. I made this decision after reading about the negative impact that fast fashion has on the environment. While this choice is financially beneficial... I'm not doing it for the reason alone, as I'm not super well off, but I have the means to purchase reasonable price clothes from brands, if need be. I bought a few things the other day and did a try-on that I posted on Instagram with a little blurb about my decision to buy secondhand. An hour later, I receive a message from a girl I go to school with calling me out for buying secondhand and saying it's privileged little white girls like me that people can't find winter clothes and coats at the thrift store when they can't afford them anywhere else which wasn't even something I bought when we go back and forth a bit and I even get a few messages from her friends backing her up because I guess she posted something about me on her story not wanting to argue any further I just said I understood what she was saying and apologized I can see where she's coming from but I don't think people can gatekeep who is allowed to shop where Am I the a-hole? Okay, so first off, I think no. But I think it so depends on, I mean, obviously we've got some context, but some people who are privileged bulk buy stuff from thrift shops or charity shops and then sell it for more online. And I think, I don't agree with that, but I think if you're just buying it for yourself and you're buying like just an, a reasonable amount and I know I, th- I agree with this person. I think that they've, they're doing the right thing. Fast fashion is like terrible. And I, I think all of us are guilty especially if you're not like super rich or you're a student or whatever I think all of us are guilty of, like oh I need a new cardigan I'm gonna get it from like H&M or something I think a lot of people were like I, w- I want to say guilty it's not guilty at the end of the day but I, I don't think that this other girl is doing much like calling her out I guess I don't think that's helpful at all I think rather than sort of shaming people for buying you see it's not even like a bad thing that, that the person's done to buy secondhand clothes if they're only buying them for themselves obviously privilege like is like a big thing and if someone is I wouldn't say she's taking clothes from other people though especially if you're just buying a couple of things yeah. because so many people have like a getting rid of clothes that they've bought and like getting rid of them by giving them to thrift stores or, or charity shops so I don't think that there's any shortage at all you know yeah exactly I, I think, think that's kind of a- I think the person is completely fine because like half passionate is like quite a bad thing and like especially to buy from thrift stores and stuff it's like so much better for the environment and they didn't even buy the winter clothes that the person said they were buying so yeah like- I don't and I think this I think the other person is the a-hole because she's like post obviously posting about it on her story and having a go at someone making um, her friends talk to them as well it's like it's literally just them buying clothes leaving them alone exactly I don't think the uh, poster should have like had to apologize for it I mean maybe just to like diffuse the situation but like me personally I buy stuff on Depop a lot because people have these clothes and people are getting rid of them like the same thing with charity shops people are getting rid of them you might as well buy them as long as you're not like buying excessively and taking it from other people and I don't think that was the poster's intent at all to take it from other people no I feel bad for them yeah, I know. Because, like, having the other people's friends come and attack them for it, like, they're literally doing a good thing for the environment and just, like, it was their resolution too, so they're sticking to it. Which yeah, is I hope that they're still sticking to it. I hope they haven't been put off by this person. Yeah. I think that's enough of the subreddit. That was a, quite a good discussion. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. I like that subreddit a lot because, yeah, the conversations, some of them are, like, mad, though. Some of them are, like, quite crazy. Okay. 
funny as well. I mostly see them when people post them on Twitter and they really make me laugh. There was one about, well, someone was convinced that it was Elon Musk posting it, <laughs> but I don't know if that's true. I can't remember what it was now, but it, it's like a lot of things seem like his life, but I'm like, I just can't see him like going and typing on a Reddit. He's too busy like planning trips to Mars, you know? Yeah, exactly. For the record, I don't like Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't like him either, to be fair. I guess that moves us on to fact of the day. I'll put like a little jingle here yeah okay so do you have like any random facts about literally anything it could be about you it could be about mars i don't know a fact i've got my go-to facts which is like the one that i always just refer to if i need a fact which is wolves have been extinct in the uk since 1843 um and a lot lot of people don't know that i only learned it from a tv show like because we've got foxes haven't we yeah I guess it makes sense because when you think about like wolves I think of like the sort of Victorian sort of um yeah like you know like a sort of like a gothic novel someone running like from a, a country mansion into the forest and there's wolves so there's like there's not really much of them in the in the modern sense I guess but yeah they've been extinct here since 1843 that's my fact yeah that's crazy I wonder what would happen if people reintroduced them into the wild. I feel like that could be a pretty big risk. Yeah, I think so as well, because obviously, like, people go walking in the forest and, like, there's wolves, you know? And, like, also, I don't know how they get along with the animals that are already living there in the ecosystem and stuff. But, yeah, I just find that really interesting because I always just, like, still kind of subconsciously think there's wolves in the forests, you know? But there's, like, there's probably some in this country, obviously, but, like, wild ones have been extinct here. It's my facts. What's your fact? That's a cool fact. I randomly just pulled up a website with random facts and my fact is apparently Charles Darwin's personal pet tortoise didn't die until recently. By that I mean 2006. So that tortoise lived a very long time. They do live long lives. Oh, the old tortoise was called Harriet. Was it? That, that is a very big coincidence. That is so, no, that's so weird. Yeah, so that tortoise lived 176 years. That is a very long amount of time to be living. So we oh. just quickly move on to podcast worthy mentions. So is there anything that you've been watching lately or you've been listening to or like you've been eating that you just love so much and you just want to talk about it? Oh, it's such a, a tough question because it's like, there's so much I could say. I started watching Some Girls again recently. I don't know if you've watched it. It's on Beauty iPlayer and I watched it at the time. It's really funny. I watched it at the time when it was out when I was about 13 and it's about four girls. It's a bit like The Inbetweeners, but it's a lot more sort of, it's really like female and like it talks about like some feminist issues as well. Oh, that's uh, so I feel like it's it's a really good show. I feel like I watched it when I was 13 and they, I just went on iPlay the other day and I saw it was all there and I was like, oh, I could so, like totally watch this again. And it's so different now because the girls in the show are like 16, 17, 18. So my, my experience has obviously changed from when I was 13 to now yeah. when I'm 22. Um, watching again now it's like really it's like nostalgic but it's like fresh as well so I've been watching that recently and I've really enjoyed that also something that's like really like kept me sane during lockdown three is I've been doing this workout on YouTube and it's called Street Fighter and it's okay. Lady Blogger Lattes I've done some of her videos before but she does like a Street Fighter theme one it's like a lot of punching and kicking like kind of thing and I did cool. it on FaceTime with my best friend yesterday and that's really been like getting me through lockdown but that's all I would I would say what about you have how have you found anything really interesting recently well at the moment my new year's resolution was to read more because I did read a bit last year but like not as much as I hoped to read and especially because I'm doing English literature I need to read a lot more than I was so I started reading again and I'm on to my third book this year which is kind of cool because it's already like the 10th so yeah so I read this book called Carry On by Rainbow Rowell Rowell yeah but it's literally quite like gay wizards it's the best thing I've ever read it's it is so yeah it's just a great book I love that that sounds really good that's amazing that you've read three books this year already because I my that was my goal last year And I read 10 books last year, which was so good for me, like for the whole year, because I've never read that many books in my life. I'm not really like big into reading, but I really want to be. So I've really wanted to read more books this year. I haven't picked up a book and we're like a week and a half in. So I hope you've motivated me now. You've motivated me to pick up a book later. Yeah, you should totally do it. It, I don't know. I completely forgot how much I liked reading. And yeah. 
too, me too, until I started reading them, but I was sort of given up. I read some really, like, I read like a variety of books last year because whenever I'm like with one of my friends who reads a lot, they're like, well, what kind of books do you like? I'm like, I don't know, because I haven't read enough to know what I like. Exactly. So. That's why I wanted to start reading again, because I was like, there's so many good books and like different genres that I've just never picked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. I've, I've been buying a lot of books as well, buying loads of secondhand books. I've got like books about art. A book, book about sleep, why we sleep, I've got. Um, oh, which one's cool. I've got books about the mafia. I've got fiction books. Like, I'm ready to go. I just... Yeah. You should tell me through it. You should come, like, next time, whenever you've, like, read a book, just, like, DM me and I'll be like, I'm proud of okay. you. I'll message you tonight with the book that I've chosen to read. I'll update you on how it goes. <laughs> well, I guess that's bringing us to the end. Do you want to say where people can find you or, like, what you'll be doing soon? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Harriet Mins. But I just want to say I've really enjoyed being on your podcast. Oh, thank you. You're doing great with this. You're doing great things. So thank it's you. been so fun. Thank you for being my first official guest. This was actually less stressful apart from all the cutouts than I thought it would be. So yeah, thanks. That's okay. I think it's gone pretty well. If I could high five you, I would high five you. <laughs> Let's give a virtual high five to all the people listening too. Yeah, thanks for listening. High five. We're high fiving you. So that's it then. It's just me now. Harriet's gone. It's the day after and I've just finished editing and it feels great to have the first episode or the first official episode of season two fully edited and almost ready to get put out. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with Harriet because yeah it was really fun learning more about the creative field and creative directing and photography so I hope you learned something more about that. My main intent for this season was to learn more about the arts industry and just industries that we don't really hear that much about in education and in the academic field so yeah, I hope you learned something from it. So we already said where you could find Harriet. You can find her on Instagram at Harriet Mins, and it's spelt the same as it is in the title. But you can find me on Instagram at Artsy Joey. I'm also on Pinterest and YouTube at Artsy Joey. And then obviously my podcast is called A Brown Girl Talks an Artsy Joey podcast and season two is called In the Shoes Of. So you can find me on Spotify, iTunes and all the cool streaming platforms. You can find my shop on Etsy and it's called Artsy Joey Co. I sell stickers and bookmarks and cool art stuff. So if you want to buy something from that, it'd be really nice. We just hit 88 sales and it's, yeah, that's crazy. So thanks a lot for that, guys. I think that's all I have to say right now. I think the next episode's going to be really fun because I know what's happening and yeah, I think you'll like it. So thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode then. Stay tuned. Bye.